0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ANGI.com.
1: Hey, welcome to the ID10T podcast number 965. Uh, so, Seattle, we added a second show uh, to the Neptune Theater October 26th. There's a an early show and a late show now. Tickets just went on sale today. They're available at uh, Ticketmaster.com or you can probably navigate to there through the Neptune Theater's website. But uh, yeah, second show. Uh, and again, I'm hoping people come in costume and Hopefully, we'll give out candy, and I'll try to figure out if there's some kind of Halloween-y stuff that we can do, because it will. you all will be celebrating Halloween that weekend. Halloween's on a Wednesday this year, so hopefully, you'll just start celebrating on Friday and go all the way through Wednesday. Actually, hopefully, you'll just start celebrating on October 1st and go all the way through October 31st, which is kind of what my wife and I do. So, uh, yeah, join us, and, uh, and I promise we'll have fun. Maybe we'll do a costume contest. Maybe we'll do a costume contest in the first show, and the winner of that... We'll put up against the winner of the costume contest in the second show. that would be kind of fun. I think that'd be really fun. So, uh, yeah. Uh, So join me there in Seattle. Uh, And then also we'll be announcing the uh, ID10T lineup for the festival this year at uh, the OC Fair and Event Center in uh, Costa Mesa. That is ID10T.com, and we'll announce in a couple weeks, uh, sometime around second or third week of June. Now, for the corkboard, from the goings-on of you, the ID10T listeners... This comes from Tony C, who says I've been a long time listener and so far I've I've heard Chris say, Go out and make a thing, good. I rolled the dice, left my government job, and started Bite Club. I specialize in making small-batch artisan jerky. All of our products are preservative-free, all can be made gluten-free, and I can even make vegan jerky. We can make healthy organic treats for dogs and cats. Newest flavors are Sejuan, inspired by Rick and Morty, and uh, Citrus Siratra, uh hipster dream jerky, he says. We are closely work with Chicago-based animal rescues and, offers, uh, and often sponsor their adoption fees so people can adopt their forever baby at no initial cost. So every bag of jerky purchased helps support rescue animals. Grab a bag for you and your furry best friend. Find us at BiteClubNoms.com on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at BiteClubNoms. This is from Momine, who says, again, you always say, just make a thing. I'm glad some of you are listening to that. And my two best friends have done that. Sunita and Pamela Powell have self-published their second children's storybook called My Superhero about a young girl describing her favorite superhero, and spoiler alert, the superhero is her mom. Uh, Sunita and Pamela are both sisters, elementary school teachers, big nerds, and the kindest and coolest people I know. They spent their own money to make this happen. It'd be awesome if you could spread the word. So here we are spreading the word. If you want to copy of their book, you can simply search Sunita Pal on Amazon, and both the ebook and hard copy versions should come up. Uh, this episode is Claire Danes. Oh, she was so much fun to talk to. What a chill, just like a regular lady. Um, and definitely someone that I feel like my wife and I could go antiquing with she and her husband uh, because uh, we like uh, we like old stuff, it turns out. We both like old stuff. Still doing the podcast out of my house until the new studio is built, so um, people get to catch a glimpse of all the all the fun, weird, museum-y pieces we have. She is promoting, Claire's promoting her new movie, A Kid Like Jake, which is in theaters now. You should go watch it. It was directed by Silas Howard, uh, and Jim Parsons was in it as well. Uh, so A Kid Like Jake, go see it. Support Claire Danes, support Silas, support Jim Parsons. Oh, one thing I forgot to bring up in the podcast is that uh, Claire Danes were in a, and I were in a movie together, sort of a little movie called uh, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Claire Danes had a Claire Danes had a part in that movie, and I but I feel like I played the pivotal role of Engineer Number Two because really the film wouldn't have had this drive that it had if I hadn't said that all of the computer systems are down. So I'm just saying I had a very important role in this movie. Uh, but uh, and I totally forgot to bring it up. Although, what was I have said? Hey, I was in T3, and then she would have been like, good for you. And I would have been like, okay, um, um, uh, moving on. But anyway, she was fantastic. So here is Claire Danes on episode 965 of the ID10T podcast. And now, Katie, please roll the machines. Oh, it's um, uh, my wife and I collect a lot of weird movie props and stuff, oh, okay. and, and it's from Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh. It was built by the Henson Creature Shop.
0: Oh, amazing!
1: So it was in the the one with Sam Rockwell. I wouldn't close that; it gets real hot. Oh, Okay. It the oxygen will just disappear yes, from the room. Really <laughs> um, Yeah, so I just I just um. I just got him, and so I have to. He just needs some repairs. So there's a shop that'll like.
0: Oh, do cool. Some repairs, where and... where do you put them? Everywhere.
1: Well, downstairs is really kind of the it's
0: like a gallery.
1: It it, it, it kind of it's like the TV room. Right. But there's all sorts of movie props and weird stuff down, huh. horror movie props and did stuff. Did you
0: both share this, this preoccupation? And, yes, yes, we did. It's why you are together.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's funny cuz people online all the time like when I'll post stuff they'll go, "Oh, I bet your wife loves that." And I'm like,
0: "She likes this stuff too." <laughs> like yeah, yeah, this yeah, idea
1: yeah. that Do you have slightly different tastes? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, the, the, the sort of the delineation is that she tends to collect more horror movie props. Oh, really? And I tend to collect more Disney sci-fi and comedy props. Okay. So I have stuff from like Spaceballs and Three right. Amigos and Back to the Future yeah, and yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Oh, and that's cool. She has original Gremlins and original. What are their
0: sources? Where do you find your stuff?
1: Mostly auctions. Right. Yeah. Right. The, like the auction business now is insane because of the internet. Uh-huh. So there's a different entertainment auction every week or right. it's like this was from Ghostbusters and this was from this right, thing and this right, is, right. and so yeah that's fun so that's sort of what that's what nerds do when they make money they just yeah. buy weird yeah movie props from things that yes. they liked when they were kids yes do you collect anything
0: I I because Homeland um moves around constantly I have to set up you know residences of course um every other second it feels like so i've gotten in the habit of homemaking and um and that has become um yeah so i think that's my that's my go-to but i'm running out of stuff to buy i mean (laughs) yeah so any excuse
1: what's your number one like when I go to a new place, I have to have this one thing so I feel like I'm in control of my space. It
0: depends on the place. It depends on the place. But I love getting assignments from friends. Like if they're moving, I get very excited. Like give me a project. Find, tell me what kind of rug to find. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I don't know. Anything. But yeah. Cherish. eBay. Cherish is great. First dibs. Overpriced, but you can bargain. There. Yes, thank you. Yeah, overpriced. But, it, you, but people don't know that you can negotiate. You yeah. can negotiate,
1: but then also... But it's weird because... For, okay, here we go. Because you know everything, almost everything in our house is antique. Right. So a lot of it came from first dibs. And first dibs used to be a lot easier. Uh-huh, yeah. And then it scaled. Yeah, yeah. And I think they sort of realized like, oh, we should really be a part of this whole process. So you can't exchange contact information with vendors you have to oh, deal with right, them through right. the First Dibs by their terms yeah. of service so I don't appreciate that no <laughs> especially if you're trying to deal with shipping and the a person in Switzerland yeah. and they won't it's like oh we yeah. can't help you on shipping because we have to use First right. Dibs' right. system and it's this much and it'll take six weeks yeah and so, no it's a yeah. drag it's yeah. a drag it's <laughs> turned me <laughs> off from the First Dibs a
0: little bit what's, a,
1: what's your favorite thing you bought on First Dibs?
0: um I bought it. This was, I think, pre-shift, right? right. When it was, um, I there was a. We just bought a country house. We just actually moved again, not very far, within you know, fifteen minutes away. But and um, I had a really bad stomach virus, and I was looking for a hutch, something to you know, hold all of our our crockery and crap, and um, and I was obsessively going through all of the hutches there and I would like take breaks to go vomit and I'd return to the couch (laughs) and just scroll through and then vomit. But I did find you found a perfect hutch, which doesn't have a place in our, our new home. That was, that was disappointing. But, um, that was, it was just the, it was so right. And, uh, and the, I, I guess I get a perverse thrill from buying things sight unseen, you know. And is it is it or is it not gonna work in situ? You it's know? a safe
1: <laughs> risk to take.
0: <laughs> I guess. You know, it's uh, a, it depends on how much the goddamn thing is.
1: But, <laughs> antique but, roulette. Yeah, is yeah. it gonna work? Yeah, is it not is gonna it not, work? You, know, yeah. you don't ever know.
0: Yeah. So But okay. I but
1: I think there's also a premium. I think it's probably more expensive on that site because they they're the vendors are probably paying some sort of a premium. Yes. I'm assuming they're paying yeah, some sort yeah, of yeah. a premium. Yeah. But I see stuff on there and they're like, it's this old door really worth twelve thousand dollars. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Someone found. Someone sent me a link. A vendor sent me a link to some stuff that my wife's great grandfather initially owned. Oh wow. And they were like, we thought you guys would like to have this, and we go, okay. And we and it's just some like paneled doors. Right, right, right. And we go and we go on to the thing on first. Thing. It was like hundred and sixty no, thousand dollars like you know
0: uh, maybe not my my husband collects hands so i whenever there's his birthday's coming up so you know i'm always kind of cruising for hands and i was in between appointments in new york and i saw an attractive hand in the window and I, you know knocked on the door and and i uh, said he can can i kind look at that and the guy said sure sure and he had to go i don't know do do something in order to find i don't dig to, to get it um and, uh, and he said, yeah, I, I think it's about. $20,000. And I just laughed. And I said, well, then I won't be purchasing that. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. Um,
1: so you don't want to sell this What? Hand. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> you said it so casually. Um, yeah. Anyway, like, everybody's just dropping 20G. On you might have gotten... A random hand. You might have gotten
1: the celebrity discount, which is like I, a 50% I, I, yeah, markup. Yeah, I
0: guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. There's yeah,
1: a famous actress. She could probably... was yeah. Have, uh, yeah
0: or it was just fully... What? 20 grand. Yeah, anyway. So. Well,
1: I feel like that sometimes with the antique stuff where it... There's there's shops around town that have, like, upcycled stuff and, and mm. salvaged things. Yeah. And there's some things where it just looks like... They were about to throw it away, right? And they're like, ah, <laughs> "Fuck it!" And they put it in the corner, and then just put like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. And they're like, "You were just, yeah. you were gonna throw this away, or like, uh, yeah, but you might we, pay twelve hundred dollars yeah, for exactly. this." Exactly.
0: We live uh, our country house is near uh, a city in New York called Hudson, which is pretty groovy. And they have a, there's a, a Warren streets, a, you know, a strip of antique stores and it's a hub for that kind of thing. So it's fun to just cruise. And, and we have a dear friend who has a store on the strip. And so we have kind of, you know, this inn. we have a, 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 a we've gotten to know everybody over the years. We've been there for a decade now, but it's fun. It's, it's such an insular world and they all just trade to each other. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's a re there's a reality show in there that, I would very much watch, but <laughs> I might be with...
1: alone. You might... no. I, I think a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. would. I mean, if people watch the HGTV yeah. stuff, yeah, which you know my wife and I do, yes. I would watch, an antiques roadshow, there's no reason, on paper, there's no reason that show should have been a massive hit. Right. Of just watching, like... That's true,
0: that's true. Of just
1: watching old people go, my grandmother gave me this tea kettle. We human beings like crap. We like crap. We We, like collecting things.
0: It's a material world. We are material girls. But don't you...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Huge points for your Madonna reference.
0: yes. But do you ever walk into
1: one of those antique shops and you just see, like, a little old lady sitting back there just you know kind of she's got like her little tea it's got like her little coffee thing and then like a newspaper or whatever And you go i get it i completely could see <laughs> the sim- the beauty the beautiful simplicity of just because it doesn't really matter if you sell anything it's like this is just her little space yeah. to go to every day yeah. her life is clean simple I, I
0: totally i totally relate to that and our our friend ben who i was just talking about um he uh it's so fun to go to his house cuz it's just you know he's always circulating the the crap and it, you know he's it's, his house is just a storage facility for oh, that's great. the stuff he's selling and it's it's fun it's like a wonderland in there. Why did you get that thing? Anyway. Well
1: yeah. that's what's great about it though is that like rather than buying pre-made furniture Everything has a story. Yeah. And even if you don't know the story, you know that if it's been around for a long time, it has a story. Yeah. And then you are adding... I mean, like, all this weird old stuff that we have, I think, like, we're just... We're basically just caretaking it for now, absolutely. And in the stream of time, yeah. it, will, it will pass on to someone else. Whether or not you know, we have kids and give it to them, or they'll it'll just dissipate for sure. And and we are just taking care of this stuff for yeah. now. And I kind of, I kind of it, like for, that yeah. it's it's not ours forever. Totally. Do you have a place that was that way, or did you make it that way?
0: We well, it's I grew up in a loft in Soho. Got it. And my dad is a. Um, Was a photographer originally, but was a contractor for the majority of my life, and um, so he was always building things. And he worked with a couple, um, Joan and Harry, who, you know, professionally, and they were kind of family friends. And then I was a kid actor and kind of made a load of cash, (laughs) and so bought a loft when I was eighteen, and that was you know there was nothing in it. I had moved to LA when I was 14 and with always with the intention of moving back to New York. And when I moved back, I, I don't know, I I guess I was just trying to recreate the home that I had grown up in. So it never occurred to me that I would go anywhere other than Soho. And I worked with Joan and Harry to build it from scratch. It was very weird because I was also uh, in my freshman year of college. Oh, wow. And um, so I was living in a dorm uh, and then would come back to the city on the weekends to, like, <laughs> oversee construction. Oh, well. <laughs> and Were you embarrassed to tell your friends where you were going? It was – there was something uh, not exactly right about that. But And my grandfather um, was an academic. He was a uh, dean of art and architecture at Yale, the school that I yeah. was going to. And I was taking this, like, architecture 101 class that was taught by a pretty – fancy famous professor called Vincent Scully. Um and he happened to be besties with my grandfather who died that's... you know years ago. But so I was taking his class and kind of, you know, going back to oversee construction with my architect friends that I inherited from my dad. It felt in some ways it felt totally obvious and um organic and in other ways was perverse and like WTF. But
1: yeah, but what a strange, what a strange mashup of identities you would have had at a time where people are number one, haven't even really begun to figure out who they are, but are just starting to, so you're an actor and also (laughs) a property owner (laughs) (laughs) and a college student. Yeah,
0: No, it was, it was strange. It was strange. Um, and, uh, oh gosh, I, 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 I was – and I would stay at the Four Seasons (laughs) while while I was overseeing the construction. Oh, God. And I remember I, like – they bumped me up to – this is a particularly kind of kinky moment in my life. I don't live this way anymore. Whatever. It was just – I didn't know what was going on, you know. And – but they bumped me up to this, like – preposterously lavish room, you know, the presidential suite or something. (laughs) And um, everything was gilded. And there were just sweeping views of the city. And I was rewriting some English essay. And it turned out to be a really good essay. And um, my teacher kind of called me to his office. I thought I was in trouble. I don't think you call them teachers college but whatever <laughs> and uh no he said like this is an exemplary essay and i want to use it as you know for in future classes and i was like it's just because i was in the presidential it site it just had a great effect it was just a really expensive <laughs> venue it absorbed, and it seeped into yeah, the quality of the of homework god that's fantastic but, yeah, so it was uh it was funny it was i was like just totally credit the 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 room that's for the success of that, that. one Homework
1: assignment. If you could call down to the concierge and say, "Can you? (laughs) Do you have a lit paper writing writer on staff?" Yeah, yeah, Uh, absolutely.
0: yeah, anyway, the thesaurus in that room was, on the shelf, <laughs> was particularly but fine. But the problem but, with that isn't it's that the president, oh like, you get
1: superstition, you're like, do I have to be in the yeah, presidential yeah,
0: yeah, suite yeah. every time? Um, yeah, I mean, college costs enough as it is without having to, you know, do, write every essay. Hey kids, like that. Claire's Whatever. Tips, if oh, you God, want to write a better sounds, paper. Be that not, sounds no? kind of horrifying, <laughs> but I apologize.
1: You know what, um, any kid, listen. You, it was weird. It was weird. You have to apologize for nothing. Most, most kids who are famous and have money at that age are doing horrible I wasn't things. Doing blow. You and I was were, doing
0: homework. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I mean, all the things you could have been I, doing in the president. I, I, I tucked into the gummy bears stash yeah. from the minibar.
1: I didn't yeah. care which thing I took from the minibar: mm-hmm. the chocolates, mm-hmm. the gummy bears, the waters, yeah. the twelve dollars waters. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. I don't know if did. I don't know if you. Did we? We worked at MTV at the same time. We did. Yes, I, I never
0: worked at MTV, but my so-called life was picked up by. It MTV. It was picked up by MTV. Yeah. Oh, okay, but yeah, you yeah, did yeah. a bunch
1: of MTV. That's true.
0: I, I think that there must have been some affiliation, or I was just a teenager at the time. You know, when, when yeah, that was when MTV was super like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was super cool.
1: I did a show called "Single Out, which was like a dating yeah, show. I remember. And my and the girl and. The girl who was the co star on your show, AJ Langer, was my girlfriend. She's
0: now like a duchess. I
1: know. I haven't talked to her in like 25 years <laughs> yeah. or so 20 years, but we dated and really? then she went and got that show. And then I started working on this oh, other show. That's
0: funny. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: But oh. it was, that was my first brush with like, oh, someone that broke up with me is on a show. Oh, oh I got to see. Oh, but oh, I have a wow. show too. Yeah. That's and funny. it was, uh, it was fun, but I, yeah. I, I, that show was great Thank you. and, and was exemplary of that period of MTV when they were, maybe this is an old person thing to say, but they were doing really cool stuff at the time. Yeah. 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 Like, that was a very um, authentic, when you kind of see what they ended up doing in the later years, or it's just like, oh, we're doing these hybridized reality things. Right, right. That was a really nice scripted show for young people to identify with that was a really well-done piece of
0: television. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I credit... All of it to Winnie Holtzman who wrote it and 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 Ed Zwick and Marshall Herskovitz who produced it um, they had done 30 something and it pretty amazing sensibility but yeah no it was really uh, kind of rare I think it still feels kind of rare and it's had a, a, an incredible afterlife it keeps kind of circulating and yeah um, I, I you know I guess there are like 30 and 40 year olds now who had grown up with it who are showing it to their they're now 15-year-olds, and so it, 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 it continues to, I don't know, it lives on, which is great. That's and, nice to yeah. hear,
1: because sometimes when you watch stuff when you're younger, and you're like, this thing's the best ever, and you watch it again, you're like,
0: oh, I don't know. No, it this holds. Is it. I but think that holds, holds up. up. I think it holds up. Um, no, it was, I'm still really close with Winnie, who wrote it, and uh, she's like my fairy godmother, and, and a lot of the cast members and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was very lucky that that was my... First gig.
1: I'm actually surprised that it hasn't, that it hasn't, that it hasn't come up to reboot it in some way or continue the story or. Right.
0: Oh, I think there's been.
1: That character would have, could have a... a kid by now that's oh. in school.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she does in an alternate universe, new universe somewhere. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know.
1: What if we just announced it right here? Yeah. You know what I found in our culture is that if you just say things mm-hmm. are true, it, you don't have to really back it up that's, with anything.
0: That's been the case in the last year and a half. <laughs> you can just say whatever you yeah, want. No, it, it doesn't matter. It's all it's, up for grabs. It doesn't- <laughs> Literally, Jesus, <laughs> pussies, and and fact. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, there's that's an album title yeah. or a book title yeah. or yeah. something. Something, you know. How did you? And I, 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 I never want this question to sound uh, obnoxious when I ask it, but how did you grow up? In the business, the way that you did, and you know, writing an essay in the presidential suite, uh-huh. and then just turn out to be like a just like a normal, regular, like <laughs> n- nice person. Like, oh. I, like, it's just maintain. Like, what? How does a how does a young person navigate that world and still stay grounded? I guess is the better way um, to ask it.
0: I really, I mean, I think my parents probably have everything to do with that. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I got a little bit dizzy for a minute when I I had to stop acting for a a while and college kind of afforded me that chance because I didn't really go to high school. I was tutored and was just starting to kind of feel strange. Um, and, uh, I needed to reset a little bit and kind of, I don't know, figure out who I was um without playing another character Mm -hmm. and you know with the pressure of carrying a huge project and all the responsibility that entails and and also to just kind of hang out with people my own age (laughs) right um, which is pretty crucial and i the last time i was in school was in like junior high which is just a nightmare right so um i was i was a little bit phobic of girls because i the, the last time i had really any experience with them they were at their peak like v- of of vulgarness sure. and and like evilness <laughs> um and i didn't kind of you know evolve through that with them in real time you know because everybody kind of softens and becomes more human and sure. o- over the course of high school i think and but so um yeah, I needed to go back to college to realize that 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 was like a developmental phase and that was just not the truth about all girls and women. Right. Um so that was really important and um um I don't know, but yeah, I think I think my my parents just I mean, I I grew up as I said in New York and danced as a kid and really loved that but you know I, I was really clear that I wanted to act and it just came out of freaking nowhere I mean my parents were tolerant of that you know and more than that I mean as I said they had been artists so they understood what it was to have creative yeah. urges and things and they were were had you know um wanted to kind of support me in my pursuit of that, but nobody knew what it actually meant or what it might lead to or anything. Um, you know, my brother played basketball, I did this and, um, and it just kind of collected momentum, but it was really self driven and and motivated. And I, you know, found this junior high school for performing arts and went to it and met other kids who were acting professionally and, Um, kind of got a sense of what one would have to do in order to like make that happen for real and Got a headshot and sent them out to agents, and you know, and then there was like traction, you know. It's and I think my parents, everybody was just sort of bewildered. I mean, they, they weren't going to, I mean, they I, I was clearly I clearly loved it, and they didn't want to, you know, harsh my mellow, um, but they, nobody could have envisioned that it would result, you know, in like this um in doing homework in the presidential suite or whatever, but. Um, yeah, so and it it just it just collected momentum and then we kind of found ourselves in LA totally like shell shocked. But um by the time my so-called life happened, it was there was some kismet involved there because it it just kind of naturally worked for my family. My dad My dad's construction business was ending and, um, it kind of, we had to go through chapter 11. It was just like a natural end point for him. And my mom was kind of, she had run a toddler school in our loft growing up and she was kind of ready to move on from that. My dad, my, my brother was, um, seven years older, six and a half, seven years older, and was already in college. So like we could kind of pick up and move. We were all available. Um, you know, to, to that experience. And, um, so so it was fortunate and then we moved to LA literally the day after that massive earthquake. Oh yeah,
1: I was here for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And
0: it was wild cuz like that was just so apt of a metaphor for how we felt <laughs> in general, you know, and but then the earth was literally shaking. Oh yeah. Because there were all these aftershocks. It was a weird way to arrive. Um anyway, but so we were all just kind of like, huh? Um and Uh, yeah. And then, you know, my parents were really protective of me. They were always on set. They always made sure I had a tutor. It was a given that I would go to college. I mean, I think there was no resistance from me and that that it was just clear that that was going to happen. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, They're, they're great. I mean, they, as I said, I dragged them out here and they stayed. So I, I live with them when I'm (laughs) out here. They have, they live in Santa Monica and there's a, yurt in the backyard that's nice and it's so great my parents like drove me to soul cycle this morning oh, and my that's dad so picked sweet. me up oh, that's um, so- yeah i'm 39 years old <laughs> you still should have been
1: like drop me off over there i don't want to not in front of everyone yeah, drop me off totally. over there i will get out over there but
0: like what <laughs> what kind of reality is this um, so who knew uh yeah. Uh, it's, That's so sweet it's though. It's very sweet oh, and you're it's, so lucky. Though. I'm so lucky. I really know how lucky I am.
1: But I can't believe that it coming out here the day after the earthquake I think would have made most New Yorkers go Oh, no, no, fuck this place. Like, yeah. Because when you haven't experienced an earthquake before, right. you don't re- – I mean, in every area has its own kind of – it's natural disaster monster, whether it's tornadoes yeah. or hurricanes or –
0: Well, we didn't have a choice. I mean, yeah. we were contractually obligated oh, had to, to stay had wherever to. the hell we were. Got it, got it. they were filming. Um, but – yeah, no, I, but we didn't. We didn't have the presence of mind to reject anything at that point. We were like, uh, you know, we were just so overwhelmed by, the, you know, this this huge shift. Um, and uh, yeah, so.
1: And you probably, you know, listen. It was a great time to just get free furniture that people were throwing out in, on the in, curb.
0: Yeah, yeah. In, in, in New York? No, oh, no here. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, stuff. Um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know, but. Um,
1: anyway do you, you have a child now i do how yeah. old and
0: i uh he's five and a half and i'm i'm pregnant i'm what yeah i'm like yeah congratulations Thanks. yeah and like my, my third trimester and everything like oh I'm, my gosh i'm like hella pregnant i honestly wouldn't have yeah i swear it's I w- uh it's all here yeah that's pretty
1: incredible yeah and so do you wait, know
0: no, I'm not carrying in my calf I'm not one of those women. <laughs> um, uh, no, I was not a calf baby was right in the stomach just so stupid that's uh, where it goes yeah yeah um,
1: <laughs> so the traditional place
0: <laughs> yeah. you know the traditional in place the, in the womb wait that's
1: a yeah. choice
0: yeah well, I can carry this zoo. I zip. think in 10 years it might be in 10 be.
1: years it could be a choice yeah, yeah. <laughs> grow it over there I don't want it in I don't want it in my body I don't want it in my yeah. body if it can happen, the Kardashians will figure out yeah. how to, like, grow a baby Aww. on a tree.
0: She had placenta creta. <laughs> what is She that? had to. But I think that's why... It was she, well, anyway. I, I know too much about this.
1: I didn't even know... We all know too much about... I didn't even know that... I didn't even know... I. <laughs> I was just making a, if there's a way to make it some no, type no, of she a cousin. Had a,
0: she had a baby by surrogacy, I think, Kim, but she had to for medical reasons. It wasn't because she wanted to keep her body in
1: Oh, got it, got I it, got that, it. That's it, what it, so it must be true.
0: I think i in my OBGYN's <laughs> office, you know. And people
1: said, oh, that's yeah. how you could do that yeah, now. Yeah, Do you know if you're having a boy or a girl yet? I, d-
0: I don't. I, I'm, I don't. But I have a boy now, so I'm, yeah, I'm in the business of boys. Um, I'm surrounded by... Penises.
1: That's already
0: <laughs> so. I'm ready for more. Take yeah. it out of context, yeah. that might yeah. be no, no, weird. No, 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 I know. Even my dog, you know, is a boy. So
1: that's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, we talk. So about we'll I see. talk about this with my wife all the time because yeah. she's like, I just want it. Her sister has three little girls, all like under, like five and under. Uh-huh. It was just like boom, right, boom, boom, right. and uh, and she's like, I just want to have girls, and I'm like, fine, but. She says, they're so sweet when they're young. And I go, yeah, but they get tricky, like yeah. 13 to 18. She's like, yeah, but boys destroy everything. And I go, I know, but they only do that until about 13. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, th-
0: I think it's just, it's the whole thing is outrageously wild and, and weird. Uh, and you just, like, it none of it makes any sense. I try to explain, you know, because obviously I'm pregnant. I mean, we had to t- tell Cyrus, our son, how that worked and stuff. But it doesn't... I don't buy it. <laughs> no, like, not on like, board. What? What? No. Surely per- that's not that is what it. happens. <laughs> um, and surely there's not another human being growing inside of me right now <laughs> and kicking me like. What? Um, It is so sci-fi and so incomprehensible and so yeah, amazing. But boy, girl, I mean, the whole thing just blows my mind. Anyway, I and I'm just excited to meet whoever this like freak is going to be.
1: It's funny that it's so easy to carry the anxiety of like, oh my god, I don't know if if I can have a kid. Well, then what would happen? Like you know, people been having kids for a really long long time. time. Yeah, in in periods of like in eras, you know, like during the dark ages <laughs> yeah. where people yeah. really probably yeah. statistically shouldn't have thrived. No, that's
0: that's the other kind of paradox. And it's, it's the most ordinary phenomenon <laughs> and it is just, it is, it, you know, surreal and mind bending. And
1: it's so funny. Yeah. We, like, I, I, I realized really way more recently than I should have, but just uh, when talking to my wife about having kids and kind of going, I don't know, it feels like everything's going to change. And I go, wait a minute. Neither one of us drink. We never go out anywhere. Right. What right. really is going to, you know, like it's Yeah, not...
0: it, it does change. It does change. I mean, it breaks everything wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so you have to have all the answers all the time. Well, you're expected to have all the answers well, all the
0: time. Well, they do ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um but no, you you just make shit up all the time. Yeah, you pretend to know. Um no, that's not true. Um Yes, it is. You, you, you just lie to them constantly. That's, that's what I heard the trick is. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then later they go, you told me this. You're like, oh, I was well, full of shit. Well, I try
0: to not lie. I try to tell him I don't know, and then he doesn't accept it. So it oh, yeah. drives me to like make some fiction up. It's like, not
1: your fault. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? I
0: don't know. But yeah, I'm acutely aware of my limitations. That's what I've gotten from parent. I,
1: I have a I'm curious since you since you have one little boy and mm-hmm. since you know obviously uh, everything that's going on in the world culturally socially you know with these grand shifts in the way that uh, just gender relations and gender identity which kind of goes back to yeah. the movie that you yeah. that you did, that you're here to mm-hmm. talk about a kid mm-hmm. named Jake but you know what steps can you take as a parent to instill the types of values in your little boy to treat. To not sort of fall prey to the old the old way of, you know, the way...
0: I mean, I think... Look, my mom had a, this toddler school in my loft growing up. So I grew up with uh, a gaggle of, you know, one and two-year-olds running mm-hmm. around. And I think I could... I knew early on from that experience that, you know, they are who they are. And uh, you, you, um, uh, girls often gravitate towards like the dolls and boys often gravitate towards the sort. I mean, there is, there are I'm, I'm our movies exploring the fact that and we're all w- waking up to the fact that that's not the absolute norm, you know, or given there are variations on the theme. Right. Um, but, but I think, you know, of course you can actively consciously instill values and that's, con- that's something you're always negotiating with your partner, hopefully. But, the fact is is that they are they're just modeling the behavior that you can't be that aware of. I mean they just take everything in. <laughs> they just do. And um it's it's uh, you just have to kind of live <sighs> they they hold you to some account, I guess, sure. in that respect. Like um, uh, I I mean you can only be so vigilant. But if I feel like a jerk, I'm not. I'm gonna want to kind of check myself if, if, if for the sake of my, you know. Cyrus. I guess it is
1: like I guess it is kind of a tiny mirror that if your kids does oh, something yeah. that if your kids a dick about something, you're like,
0: what did you? Oh yeah.
1: And then you realize oh, like, me. oh wait, did I? Oh yeah.
0: When did I? Yeah, exactly. Oh no. Yeah. So um, it's pretty confronting, but um. But yeah, so um, I think we're just screwed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as you I, accept,
0: yeah. No, as long as you
1: accept that yeah, you know,
0: no, we're it's, it's all going to be horrible. No, um,
1: that is kind of the yeah. they're, 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 that's 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 one of the sort of the tenets of this book written called the subtle art of not giving a fuck, right. which is not really like to never care about things, right. but it's just sort of the idea of like, well, if you know that everything is inherently kind of fucked up, yeah. Then why stress about... It? Like, if you know that, you know, things are messy, like, just ex- just embrace the mess, ultimately. Yeah,
0: I guess so. I mean, I'm, there isn't much of a choice. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I don't know. Are, so you, far, are you a
1: neat person? Like, do you do you have to have things in order, or...
0: I'm becoming more of that. there nest, The nesting impulse when you're pregnant is real. Um, that is a thing. Um, and, uh as i said i'm constantly kind of moving around and we bought a place in the village about five years ago and um the renovations have just ended um head into microphone um so uh while i was on location this last season of homeland all the you know construction workers hauled their gear out and so i was able to kind of fully claim the house and i hired professional organizers nice and that's where i want to spend all of my pennies (laughs) um that was it was not cheap but it was entirely worth worth it it was amazing and i we um yeah i just stare at the labels now i just (sighs) it's like my happy place. Have you read the,
1: have you read the KonMari?
0: I've, my friend just gave it to me because I was like having a moment mm-hmm. with this stuff. Um, I haven't actually opened it yet, but yeah. Um, but I've, I've heard her on a podcast. Does yes. that count? That does, I, that, I, I, you yeah. know what? That's the
1: same as reading yeah, the book and yeah, understanding yeah. the philosophy. Of and, course it is. Um, I
0: know that I'm supposed to hold something and, see if it you know, brings you joy. See if, and I just let it go and thank it. And I, you know, that helps. <laughs> so I've appropriated that without having had actually read the literature. A chair.
1: Just as but. a joke, we, like you should share with your family what that is, and as a joke every once in a while, you should just sort of grab your husband and go, "Yeah, I guess.
0: I'll
1: <laughs> Yeah, I can keep you for another. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, he's still good. <laughs> he's still good. Well, I, ah, I, yeah, I okay, no, all right, all right, nice. all right. There's a lot of life in this. One. Just, <laughs> um, just, yeah. just keeps them on their toes. Yeah, keeps, keeps them
1: on their toes. But I
0: had a, um, I like a theme party, um, and so there was one birthday party where I had people wear the thing in their closet that they have an irrational attachment to. That's genius. That they should have rid themselves of long ago, but they just can't bring themselves to. Um, It was pretty fun. And, uh, yeah. What was yours? Mine was... Oh, God. It was the first article of clothing I bought with my own money. (laughs) I was 11. (laughs) And it was a pair of electric blue... Uh, overalls that were capri and had a really wide waist okay. for no reason. No. They were like clown pants.
1: Okay. And they
0: had like little symbols on them like surfers and said fun, beach, something. And there were two completely senseless, useless, like metal hooks and on um, like just where it got fat and wide. And I wore these these amazing overalls with purple tights uh-huh. and long purple shirt and my and my doc martins i think you
1: know i don't see a problem with anything you're saying
0: i thought i looked amazing (laughs) um so i wore those with the purple tights and all and when i was six i had an alligator hat
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it kind of went out like it actually kind of snapped and i wore it obsessively because i think i got a lot of attention in it people say oh look at you know, so I liked it for that reason. And so I wore my alligator hat. And I also in my twenties at some point bought a phone purse, like a rotary purse that you can actually plug in and use. It still works. Oh, so I wore all of those things at the same time. Um and I was so happy. Yeah. But But how um, did
1: you wear those to the party? Like how did you wear if the overalls were Oh,
0: I mean, I haven't I'm the same size that I was when I was eleven. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, and um, and they were very wide and baggy, so it wasn't yeah, a problem. And the hat still kind of worked. I guess I had the same size head as I had when I was six, and the phone, you know, could yeah, that's fantastic. The phone yeah. So Hugh, my husband, wore like a a white wool Valentino suit. He looked incredible, and I looked. Insane, but. Um, he was
1: bullshitting. That no!
0: Was, y- well, also, it's true. Like, what do you. It's like a. Uh, when would anybody ever wear that?
1: But I guess I he guess acquired true, it along the but way. There's nothing, somehow.
0: But that's almost.
1: That's almost kind it's like, of.
0: It's like when you know you say my fault is that I'm a perfectionist. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I just I'm too much of a giver, and I find that that's my flaw. Yeah, yeah. is that I'm just too good yeah, of a person. Yes, yeah, like, I know. Come on, know. stop it. Who you don't? Yeah. You don't have to humble brag.
0: Yeah, stop. you don't
1: have to humble brag. The the most irrational thing you're attached to <laughs> yeah. is a white Valentino what would suit. What did you wear? Oh, uh, you know I know I have stuff that's survived like. Like when you – every time you move and you're like, this again? Okay. Like right. you just can't – I'm sure it's probably a pair of shoes or an old T-shirt or –
0: Oh, it's you know what it is? It's probably –
1: it's probably like an old pair of bowling shoes. My dad owned a bowling center. And I so... know that
0: about you because I've listened to a podcast. What? Yeah.
1: So uh, I must talk about that a lot. <laughs> you just heard a random podcast. Like my dad was a bowler. Hey, well, listen, it's not. A, I don't think it's a brag. Um, but uh, but it's probably like an old pair of bowling shoes uh-huh. or some like old uh-huh. bowling thing that I have or no bowling shirt. Yeah. Um, that I will never be able to yeah. wear.
0: I love bowling shoes still to this day. They're, they're great. Kind of amazing.
1: They are amazing. You know, if you just don't think about the ones at the bowling alley have, as have had having had
0: yeah. tons of yeah. feet in them, yeah. then it's okay. But they okay. in and of themselves are kind of great. There's a company called John Vluvlog, mm-hmm. and they were very popular in the '90s, and I still have you know enormous affection for them. But they their that aesthetic was a little bit like bowling shoes. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That that, that
1: and that's kind of when in that in the 90s with like grunge stuff yep. and recycle you know and like yeah. vintage stores yeah. really like that was around that time mm-hmm. but i think also it's it's weird being in comedy because you will acquire things and be like oh maybe i'll do a sketch someday where i have like a crazy hawaiian shirt maybe i'll do a sketch someday where i have these like i have the i have these i have this like weird skin tight 80s snake suit like a snake skin <laughs> suit that I I did a video for something and I had it and I was like, you know, if I ever need, and I'm never gonna, I'm never, I'm not gonna just break out into a fucking sketch show, but I could. Right. If I ever, if I ever needed to. Well,
0: I think we should make that happen. (laughs) I feel like Put I should that,
1: just get rid of stuff. Doesn't it feel good? It just feels good to get rid of stuff. It feels so
0: good. It feels so good.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I think we're due for a purge here because mm-hmm. we had very little stuff when we moved into this house and we just started acquiring and acquiring and acquiring and now.
0: Yeah. Well, like, you've, oh. you've, it's hard to see what, and appreciate what you have if you have too much of it. I think that's one of the reasons why it's it, it's good to edit just so that because you stop. I don't know. Like if I have too much, too many clothes, I, I don't know where to start or know, And I end up wearing the same thing day in and day out.
1: Yeah. I, I have um, a, a, like racks full of really great shoes and I won't stop wearing right. these.
0: Right. You know. these,
1: these, these Adidas shoes that are like 15 years old. They're great. They're comfortable.
0: Yeah. They're- I, nothing I'm wearing is mine. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm going to a, a thing. thing. Oh, got it, got so, it, got it, got no, it. All of this is pretend. Um, Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't wear these every day. What? Might, yeah, no. You don't wear these stylish the, pumps the, every the, day? This white stilettos. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. what?
1: Mm-mm. I uh wait, so when you're working on something like Homeland, are you able to like once you have a child and your brain is probably halfway at home for most of the time Mm -hmm. or wherever the child is, what sort of skill sets are you learning as like, okay, I can can focus and be at work and focus on this, because obviously the subject matter Mm -hmm. is very intense, Mm -hmm. but I still like popping... Do you have to learn how to jump back and forth between modes pretty quickly and easily?
0: Mm. Yeah. It's tough, though. I mean, actually, a big storyline this season on Homeland was... Carrie realizing that she kind of had to uh, surrender her daughter, you know, give her daughter legally to her sister um, that she couldn't kind of reconcile doing her work and raising her child. It was, you know, it had to be one or the other and um, uh, which is obviously very painful. Um, But there was this, there's this climactic scene and I guess in the, you know, towards the end of the season where she has to kind of say goodbye to her daughter without really letting her daughter know that that's what's happening. Right. And, um, and there's this line where she says, um, you know, how mommy has to go away for work sometimes. And I was just rehearsing the scene, and I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop. It just freaking hit some crying. deep, yeah. It just, and I'm not like that. Like I'm in control of my craft, <laughs> but I, it just triggered something. And you know, I I ain't no Carrie Matheson, right? But but I just didn't kind of understand how how loaded that that negotiation or that conflict is for me. And I think for every mom, it's like. It's brutal, And we pretend it isn't, you know, like you just kind of, you just go and you just do and what you need to do. But it's, um, it is, it's painful. And the kid is fine. It's like, 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 hey, Cyrus is no problem. Um, But I did, this was the first season where um, Cyrus didn't come with me on location. Um, He's five now. And my husband was doing a series called The Path that happened to be filming in New York. And, you know, Cyrus was in, like, big boy school now. And um, so it just made much more sense for them to be based in New York and for me to be, like, the satellite parent. And I, we were shooting the majority of the season in Richmond, which, mercifully, wasn't too far away. It was oh, the same cool. time zone, and you know. But I was, you know, shuttling back and forth. And I was really nervous about it. And I did this little this – my mom said about me at one point, all Claire needs is – a joke, an idea, and a hug
1: <laughs> <laughs> just in life, yes, you need a joke, you need an idea, you need to be inspired by something,
0: and then hug a it hug it out right, so um, which is kind of true, yeah,, but okay, um, and so I thought, okay, well, while I'm away, i'm gonna so i I made this like little canvas um. Uh, container, and there were three three compartments, and I decorated it with cyrus and so every day that I was gone, I put like a joke in one of the compartments you know of an idea, like a fun fact, and a hug and one was like a like a little stuffy on a uh, with a the um, little hook, and then there was a, like a plastic garland, and he could hook them on, and then a bead, and then over time, he would make a necklace you know so like that really worked that was good but when i would come home he would be so annoyed that he wouldn't get his like <laughs> stuffed animal <laughs> You so could mom, see, mom's yeah, now. no, How and he was like, "I could see that I was a sorry, <laughs> sorry replacement." Yeah, you know, for, can yeah. you go, are you going back on location? <laughs> yeah, Wait a minute! Exactly. Come on now. So that worked a little too well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you do things like that.
1: Mommy was crying in a trailer because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this simply will yeah, not stand yeah.
0: no it wasn't even in the trailer it was so embarrassing it was like in front of the whole crew I couldn't stop crying <laughs> and then Amy who who played my sister you know another mom in actual life and you know and then she went and we were like dominoes you know and we could, it took a while to kind of get a grip but yeah no but meanwhile Sarah says Totally fine. Totally and, fine. And just wants his stuffed animal. And
1: so, yeah, so the path is the is Michelle Monahan's yeah, and Aaron right. Paul that's and right. like uh, two yeah. other really nice people. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Good gang.
1: It's nice. It's nice to it's nice when you see other nice people doing well i'm like oh you're making your thing and you're nice and you got a good family <laughs> and everyone's cool like that yeah, always, that always true, makes me happy actually
0: that's it's true There, everybody in that the, the show is no more It's not continuing sadly they had they had a really good time with it but um but you know it's fine but yes no it was a good a good uh a good little community and everybody was pretty well adjusted yeah, Shockingly. Playing that, people who were not not, not not so well adjusted. Not at all. Yeah.
1: That happens a lot where you see people, it's like, you know, if someone's a dick on a show, and then you, you meet them and you kind of have this weird little. You know, we we're all we're just animals. So right. you're a little predisposed to be like about that. And you meet him, and they're like the nicest person. in are right. like, fuck, <laughs> Why are you so nice in person? Yeah, you could you could have been a dick, and it would have been fine. Yeah, well,
0: you know, we all have our moments.
1: But it, <laughs> well, that's what's scary is that if you have um if you have a human moment at the wrong time, mm-hmm. that can instantly. Just yeah. def- and you spend a lot of time, you might spend a lot of time going,
0: no, 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 I was just, right. I, I didn't sleep. And yeah. I was really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be yeah,
1: yeah. like, no, nope, fuck you. Yeah,
0: but I think, you know, the range of human moments is important to define. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to be a little short tempered or something, it's another thing to, like, send out a hateful, racist text.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 that's. <laughs> That's not what I was referring to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, It's yeah. I, I was talking about... Yeah. In my mind, what I was talking about is... I was tra- my friends harassed me a lot because we were tra- we were traveling to Portland and there's a bakery there and they have like my favorite ham and cheese croissant thing and we were just there for a day and I'm like we got to go there as soon as we land in Portland I went there and they didn't have it and I was like but I came all the way here That's and really I- annoying. So I think about like if someone had captured that moment right, they were right, like, right, right, that guy's right. a fucking yeah. dick. Yeah. They're like yes right. I was yeah, being yeah. a dick right. but I yes. understand I was also stressed oh, and tired and yeah. that's what I was thinking of I was yeah. not uh- I was not thinking about no. Other,
0: I was just the, you know I thing. was just trying to excuse myself <laughs> <laughs> I'm like well at least I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, the, uh, but we should I probably talk about a kid named Jake for a, for a minute sure. because it's um, it's a beautiful movie and Jim Parsons is
0: Isn't, just the sweetest. He's the sweetest and so crazy talented man. He is a really like he's a seriously gifted actor.
1: Yeah, um, he is.
0: Yeah, it's and he's so technically proficient and uh dexterous mm-hmm. you know um like he's kind of virtuosic with like the rhythm of language and, and timing i mean he's done some comedy in his day yeah but he's really so soulful too and that combination is just uh really kind of extraordinary so i had the best time working with him. and he's a love bug like he's such a i mean he's can be you know an asshole too, in the most charming way, <laughs> but but no, he's just wonderful. I'm just such a such a fan of him on every level. So it was really fun, and uh, yeah, who knew we would be like a credible married couple, but like totally worked.
1: Well, and because your your director director worked on Transparent, yes, yes yeah. and is also trans, yes, Silas, yes, and um, I think it's a great story because. It is something that I think parents should be paying attention to and listening to and 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 accepting whatever identity your child is and but also being able to tell that story of this parents who on paper seem to be very you're like, Oh, they're very liberal parents, right, they're very right. cool with everything and yet you know, still trying to struggle to understand, and also maybe overprotect. Right. Uh, in the, in the like, the intentions are all really right. Everyone, no one has bad intentions. Right. right. But that doesn't always mean that just because you have good intentions, that you're always making the best choices 100 percent of the Absolutely. time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I mean, I think yes. There's a lot about the movie that's really topical and timely and we're thinking seriously about gender and, you know, how it works. And we're all kind of reimagining that as a cult, you know, and um, in our culture right now, which is a huge undertaking and a beautiful one. And I'm so glad for it, but yeah, it all seemed to happen very quickly. And I think we're all searching for the right language and the right way of kind of making sense of this this huge shift in consciousness, right? right, that that we could, you know, be born as a boy and identify as a girl. Like, that's a radical idea that we're assimilating pretty quick, quickly. Um, so, yeah, so it's about that. But it's really kind of just a portrait of a family and a marriage. And it's called A Kid Like Jake, but it's really not so much about the kid. It's really about everybody around the kid, particularly the parents and... I recognize being a mom of a four or five year old. That it's a it's a it's a big seminal moment in that that little person is becoming kind of an individual and individuated and autonomous on a different level. And they're entering the world, and your little bubble, little uh, you know, has kind of been burst. Open. It's like a. I, I. I think of it as like an exit from Eden kind of thing. Right. And I think they just start feeling self-conscious about you know suddenly like their child is getting labeled and evaluated. And oh, yeah, other uh, kids
1: can be so mean because there's just that automatic tribalism instinct yes. of like. I'm superior and you're them and yeah. I'm us and we're, it, it just, it's just, it happens so early
0: until suddenly you're kind of in relationship to society, right. you know, and, um, and institutions and, you know, and other kids who might be mean or something, you know, so, and I think um, they both are kind of taking that in and experiencing that in different ways. And they're a little out of sync with each other Um uh, Jim and my character and, and it's, I, 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 it, it, there's conflict and discord and, and and it just made sense. And I think, you know, that thing that could make that child vulnerable in this case happens to be gender related, but it could be anything, you know? And I think we all see the vulnerability in our child and have a moment where we go, no, you know, Um, and try to run interference and realize that we can't exactly. Um, So I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was, it's really beautifully written and the dialogue just feels so real and relatable and it was fun to play and it was fun to play with. My friend Jim.
1: That's great. Well, yeah. I thought you guys did a great job, and I thought Silas did a wonderful job. And it's, yeah, it's really, it's really, it's it's really fantastic. I I have a, an animation studio. And my partner, my business partner, is trans, and, oh, I, and um. I adore and I adore her for so many reasons. But I said to her one day, I said, you know, the thing that I and I, I said, I hope this doesn't come off as as condescending or arrogant, but I said, the thing that I love about the trans community so much is that it's hard enough just as a person figuring out who you are right. and establishing your identity. It's hard enough with that. Right. But then on top of that, if you, you know, the fact that you were able to make a choice that you know is not going to be an easy road right. and you make that choice anyway, right. like it's, it's one of those things when I talk about it, I almost get really yeah. emotional about because yeah. I just feel like it's hard enough, it's just hard enough without yeah. having to to uh, pile on the idea of gender Absolutely. identity and the idea of like what people's stupid prejudices are and yeah. that sort of thing. So it's, you know, but to come at it from the, the standpoint of the parents where, you know, your kid, you have to let them fall in mm-hmm. at times to learn. But then at a certain point you're like, Oh, but that's a little too much like that, right, right. that type of, right. That the type of vitriol that you can face from other, cause that's a little too much. So yeah. then what do you do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, it was so funny, like the just before I got the script, I was at the playground with my son and um and my husband and I were sitting on the bench watching him play and there were there was another child, short hair and glasses, but a big tutu and I said, I think it's just a really tomboyish girl. And then that that child and uh her brother seemed to come over. We had a dog Ouija with us, a, you know, a magnet. <laughs> so they came over to talk to the dog and and I was making conversation. And I said, are you brother and sister? And um, there was a long pause. And uh, finally, the kid with the tutu said, yeah, we're brother and sister. And then later it became clear that, well, their dad came over and sat next to us. And so we were talking to their dad and he was gay and he said, no, that's my son. And, um, and he is adamant about wearing dresses and tutus. And, uh, he's going off to kindergarten in a week. Um, and I actually, the school that I happen, I happen to go to kindergarten, you know, PS3 and, um, and I'm not going to let him wear the, the, the dresses when he goes to school, because I don't want to expose him to, you know, to, to hurt, basically, said, look, I'm gay, but I grew up in a very different time. And I just don't know what I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. And then my publicist sister happens to teach at that school. And then I got like feedback later. And so that little boy is going to school and there's tutu Tuesdays. Oh, where that's great. It. And it's like, fine, you know, so they've all figured it out. And um you know none no none of the kids care you know but but it was just so interesting it was like this experience just dropped out of the sky you know it was the 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 the, yeah the kismet was kind of you were tuned in i was so i guess so and then i got this script and i was like wow that is so i really was just thinking about exactly that um uh Literally two days ago, so yeah. I think
1: that's I think that's amazing, and, yeah. and my wife and I have talked about this. before. like, we just whatever our kid wants to do or be, we're happy with. The only thing I wouldn't be tolerant of is if my kid wanted to play sports because I don't <laughs> understand sports. But outside but, of that, but
0: it's interesting. <laughs> and I think why this this movie is kind of great. It, it, what you, you started the conversation talking about is, you know, it's one thing to you know be liberal and tolerant you know and and it's another to be presented with this reality um you know in in such a direct way and to be ha- to be raising a kid who might be experiencing this you know and, and maybe those those that ideology doesn't line up with your natural impulses you know and I think that's okay. I mean, it's okay to be scared initially, because of course. And actually, Silas was great. Great about this, you know. He was very sympathetic towards these characters who were a little rigid and defensive and reactionary initially. And did
1: he want that? Like, well, was he that wanted sort of to. His-
0: he wanted to portray it in a way. You know, like he was not condemning of that response. You know, he had like real compassion for that response, which relaxed me as an actor who's going to be playing that you yeah. know um, and it was so kind of generous of him and like gracious of him but yeah I think it's it's all, it's all all right and you kind of just move through it and the only way to be reassured is to like you know live it out and realize that there will be such a thing as 2-2 two, two Tuesdays and you know that your kid is going to be fine but, That's great. but I, I can see how that would be that would be unnerving.
1: Well, I'm sure. glad that that I'm, I'm just happy for that. I'm glad for that. Yeah, child that right. Gets to be who they I mean, are. It's, so it's, 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 it's
0: also lucky that, you know, New York is generally, yeah, it's never a given that it's going to be okay. But New York is one of those places where you might find more forgiveness more easily.
1: Well, um, I think we're, <laughs> this is what a therapist would say. I think we're at the end of our hour. <laughs> really good work today, Claire. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You really opened up. <laughs> um, Let's try to not uh spend too much time in the presidential suite. I'm not sure it's healthy. Right. That's not where your success lies. <laughs> no, it lies you in the are yurt. Responsible it.
0: <laughs> it lies in the yurt. Oh my god, the yeah. perfect the yeah. presidential suite yeah. or the yurt. Yeah. I got to be honest, I just
1: don't, <laughs> the yurt's great. My report's just they're just not as good. I don't know what to say. <laughs> the yurt's great. The yurt's great. It's like you know if the yurt could have the presidential suite in it,
0: right? Right.
1: Is that okay? Yeah. Can I be your? Can I be a presidential yurt?
0: It's a pretty good yurt. It's like the presidential suite of, the, yurts. of yurts. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, that's fantastic. You know, so just put the gummy to bears my in own there. Yurt
0: horn, but. <laughs> the easy with the yurt
1: tuning. <laughs> but uh, what, is, is, when does is, is, is it out? A kid, kid named Jake. Is it out it's yet? It's coming
0: out soon. I think it comes out tomorrow in New York and then other places like within the week.
1: June first.
0: June first. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? I yeah, I think right. that's. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, it's June already. God damn it, how does that happen? Well, you have like six hours left of May. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) What am I gonna do? God damn it! Uh,
1: but I can't thank you enough for being here. This thank was an absolute you. pleasure.
0: Thank you. So, so nice, much fun
1: chatting so with you. Nice to
0: talk to you, and so fun to see your stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah
1: thanks. And uh, you know, tell all the antique uh, shop owners in your town <laughs> that because uh, my, my wife's mom doesn't live. too, I don't think she lives too far from there. Oh,
0: really? Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: and so uh, she must know. She must. Strip. She must know all about it. Yes. She must know all yes. about it. So maybe yeah. we'll come up and have a okay. visit. That
0: would be nice.
1: And buy a rocking chair that for a little lady nice. in your town. Yes. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Yes. <laughs> ID10T scanning complete.
0: Enjoy your burrito.